100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, February 26, 2022. Alongside producer co-host Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shublin. Thanks so much for tuning in. As we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And as always, talking sports is brought to you proudly by Automotive Color and Supply. And we've got a big day of sports looking us uh, right down uh, right down the barrel. We've got all kinds of basketball to talk about. High school, uh, of course, uh, the Purdue Boilermakers in action today at noon. And uh, they've got to uh, wrap up their schedule. Uh, on paper, it looks like it's a tough schedule uh, uh, going into the, the Michigan State today. But Michigan State's been slumping just a little bit. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of high school scores from last night. Fort Wayne Comets in action out in Iowa and uh, taking on the Heartlanders. They fell to the Heartlanders last night by a score of 4-2. to two. And uh, it was the first time ever for this Comet team playing in Iowa, although they did play back in the day, back in the old IHL days out in Des Moines, Iowa, when they took on the Capitals. And before that, uh, the Des Moines Oak Leafs. And I remember Ivan Prediger, former Comet, was one of the mainstays of the Oak Leafs back in the day. But uh, the same two teams will go at it tonight in uh, in the Iowa State and uh, let's see if the case can pick up a couple of points there. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of your message if you will. And uh, Justin, a, a big honor for uh, Mr. Rod Parker, head coach of the Homestead Lady Spartans basketball team. How about that? Yeah, being named uh, was it a senior? Uh, coach for the All-Stars? Yes. Yes, indeed. And uh, for the Senior All-Stars. So, great. I I'm sure he's uh, he's happy about that. I, th I think, you know, hopefully that helps him just get over a little bit of the uh, end of the season uh, for the girls. And, you know, what's interesting today, girls' state finals down in Indianapolis. And for the fourth straight season, Jim, fourth straight year, we will not have a single representative from Northeast Indiana competing in the state championships. And I don't know I, what that means. I don't know if that's, I, there that's again, something yeah, or nothing. I don't know. I'm trying to uh, to figure that out as well because if, if anything, you know, we have more, well, I guess maybe it's, it's a haves and have-nots, but we have some very good teams and some very good individual talent in Northeast Indiana. And, you know... <laughs> What's it going to take, or is it just a case of being snake bit? Uh, I I don't really know. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to to have all the answers, even though some people like to think I do, but I don't. But um, you have to look at least with being the second largest metropolitan area. And when we talk Northeast Indiana, we're talking 35, 40 schools at least that I consider Northeast Indiana. And 
for four years to not have a single school in this region go to Indianapolis, I, I do feel it's it's a little bit concerning because Indianapolis has plenty of representation, and you know, I know it's the biggest you know metropolitan area in the state by considerable size, but you would think that Fort Wayne would be able to consistently once every couple years get at least one team, but now we're going on four straight this year. Yeah, it it just it doesn't make sense with, and it's not for lack of individual training and the opportunity for girls from this area to play top-notch talent on the AAU, on the travel circuit as well. So from that perspective, I don't know, is it just uh, is it just one of those things that, uh, you know, coincidental? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's definitely a conversation for people that are uh, much smarter than us, for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is, you know, at the very least, it's unfortunate. For four straight years, we haven't had a single team playing for a state championship. It hasn't been since Central Noble in uh, 2018 did it. And the year before, it was Homestead uh, winning their 4A championship. So it's been a minute. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And uh, with that, let's get to the boys' basketball scores from last night. In the Summit Athletic Conference, all of uh, these games, looks like we had six uh, SAC participants in action last night, all in non-conference games. It was Columbia City in overtime over the Concordia Cadets, 66-58. Blackhawk gets a 48-44 victory over the Southside Archers. Uh, Blackhawk Christian, the Braves now 19-4 and on the season. It was Lures by 10 over Blackford, 61-51. Marion Falls to the Snyder Panthers in overtime, 80-79. to 79. Homestead gets 36 points from Fletcher Lawyer and beats Norwell, 70-57. to 57. It was Warsaw, 62. Carroll, 50. Uh, in the Northeast 8 Conference, Belmont ekes out a 41-40 victory over Jay County. It was Kokomo over Huntington North, 43-32. Northridge, 56. DeKalb, 51. And in an ACAC any eight matchup, it was Woodland beating Leo 53-50. It was tied just close to the buzzer when Braden Smith launches a three from basically from the Lion logo (laughs) near center court and uh, nothing but the bottom of the net. And uh, the Woodland Warriors prevail. Uh, And it it was, uh, you know, fits and starts with that game. It was... uh, uh, interesting. Uh, I believe Woodland got out to a pretty good lead, and the Leo came clawing back. No pun intended. But uh, you know, in, in there's there's a lot of individual talent on both teams. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk so much about Joe Reedy with Woodland, but that's more than just a one-trick pony because they have some complimentary guys. And when we talk about going into sectional play next week, that sectional that that Woodland is in and Leo potential rematch at some point there. Um, you know, don't look past the Warriors for sure. And you, you, you talk Woodland last night, win on a buzzer beater. Fremont wins on a buzzer beater. Snyder beats Marion on a putback by Tyrese Brown as time expired. So it, it was a lot of excitement around the region in terms of last-second heroics on the uh, final Friday of the regular season. Yeah, as as the Belmont Braves win by a point as well uh, over Jay County. So uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of excitement uh, in the final weekend of regular season high school boys basketball before Hoosier hysteria starts in earnest. Over in the ACAC last night, 
It was Adam Central over Lakewood Park, 48-41. Bluffton, a 65-38 winner over Southwood. Eastbrook, 66. South Adams, 57. And uh, over in the Northeast Corner Conference, Angola, a 56-40 winner over the Lakeland Lakers. Central Noble, 59-49 over Fairfield in the conference matchup. Concord beats Westview in overtime, 48-43. Eastside, 72. Cherubusco, 49. Gabe Trevino becomes the Eastside all-time leading scorer. Congratulations to Mr. Trevino for that uh, accomplishment. Fremont beats Bethany Christian, 38-35 in OT. It was Prairie Heights, 80. Hamilton, 57. And Garrett falls to West Noble, 53-35. Those are scores from around the area last night in high school basketball. And, and Justin, you talked about uh, sectionals and in first-round matchups, so, well, maybe second-round matchups perhaps, because it, in Class 4A uh, in the DeKalb uh, sectional, we've got uh, Snyder going up against Northside, East Noble against Northrop, and then DeKalb will get the winner of Snyder, Northside, and Carroll, uh, Struggling. Um, yeah. One in 20 now um, takes on the winner of East Noble or Northrop. But, uh, you know, when, when you look at some of these uh, some of these brackets, and we talked about 3A at Garrett with Leo taking on Angola in the first game, then Woodland Dwenger uh, in game two of that sectional. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Lures, of course, we have buys in there as well. Lures gets the winner of uh, Leo Angola. And then... Uh, the uh, let's see the Woodland Dwenger winner in Game Two will face the winner of Concordia Garrett. So anyway, just uh, yeah, some interesting matchups. And you know, you you talked about the DeKalb sectional, and I think you know while Snyder seems to be the considerable favorite there, you know they get the rematch with Northside. Northside beat him by 21 in December. Northside is going to be playing shorthanded for the rest of the year due to that melee with Northrop. They're down three players. Northrop will be down a single player the rest of the year, but they've played Snyder tough. I think DeKalb you can't overlook. And even Carroll, they knock off Huntington North earlier this week that I think was a bit of a surprise to Mm -hmm. a lot of people. They took North Central to overtime on the road down in Indy, and that's a 16-win North Central team, and then played pretty competitively last night against Warsaw in a 12-point loss. So um, I wouldn't completely overlook Carroll, not to win the sectional, but, you know, either East Noble or Northrop need to be careful in that second semifinal on Friday, um, you know, because I think Carroll is playing their best basketball of the season. And then at Garrett, like we mentioned, you know, Woodland, Bishop Dwanger, Leo, Concordia, all very good possibilities to win that sectional. You know, Concordia has continued to surprise people throughout the year without a single senior on that roster and was in the in the uh, SAC race late uh, in the season, uh, Bishop DeWanger has had some impressive wins. You know, w- you know, last night Woodland getting that win. Leo still strong. So those are a couple sectionals you know to watch next week. Yes, indeed. Four six eight six two automotive colors applied text line four six eight six two. P.S. in the front of your message, if you will, please. And uh, yeah, as as we said, we were talking about the Comets uh, heading to Iowa to take on the Heartlanders out there. Uh, dropped last night's uh, game 4-2. to two. We'll play again tonight. Uh, Shane Alberani will have the call in Sister Station 1190. Whoa, whoa. On that one, uh, I had a text that came in. says, T.S., uh, Terry McDougal played two seasons in Des Moines before becoming a Comet uh, when Des Moines folded after the 74-75 season. So uh, 
as Terry McDougall, a, uh, a very highly decorated Fort Wayne Comet, was indeed a, I believe it was a Des Moines capital because they were Oakleys before they were capitals uh, back in the day. But uh, thanks for that text uh, in the Automotive Color and Supply text line. Once again, 46862, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And uh, uh, the uh, Archers, uh, the Southside Archers lost uh, uh, one of their uh, historic basketball names yesterday when Mike McCoy, Fort Wayne's first Mr. Basketball. Um, he was... Uh, uh, just a mainstay of the Southside Archers passed away uh, recently at age 81, uh, seven feet tall back uh, in, you know, the, the late fifties. And uh, you didn't see too many seven footers. No, seven foot was like eight foot back then. I feel. Yes. Because there was not very many people that were around that were, that, that was fall. That was taco fall. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. But uh but, you know, when you talk about basketball history in this uh, region, you know, the name Mike McCoy uh, comes up and then Tom Bolliard and, and people like that as well. So uh, condolences to the McCoy family uh, for the loss of Mike McCoy. Fort Wayne Sports History on this date in uh, February 26th uh, in 1941, the Zellner Pistons basketball team begins to become a national force by winning a spot in the upcoming World Championships in Chicago. Uh, the entry by Blake Sebring says the Pistons beat a scrappy International Harvester team 37-35 in overtime at the GE Club gym, and no one ever played there. Uh, <laughs> Harvester led the entire game until Zellner rallied to tie at 31 uh, to force the overtime. Dale Hamilton and Hans uh, Denelt led the Pistons with nine points, while Bob Irons uh, led International Harvester with 14. And... Uh, I believe Dale Hamilton was one of my baseball coaches. Really? Yeah, in summer league ball when I was a teenager. Anyway, uh, also in 1995, Laura Skrapansky of uh, Bishop Dwinger earns her first perfect 10 on the floor exercise at the Summit Athletic Conference gymnastics meet. And uh, she was legendary in and of herself in the sport of gymnastics. So those are uh, the entries from the book Fort Wayne Sports History by Blake Sebring on this date. February 26th. And before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Recently, uh, uh, we decided to have the uh, filters in our reverse osmosis drinking water system change because you're supposed to do that on an annual basis just to keep that water pristine that's flowing out of your faucet. And uh, because, once again, there are dissolved solids in your water that you don't see, you don't detect, but there's Culligan can test your water and, and let you know just how good or how uh, much help you need with your water. And uh, they can do so free of charge. They'll come out and do a water test for you, make some suggestions, and uh, then it's up to you whether you want to put uh, uh, the, the best water in your body or through the pipes in your home. Hey, give Culligan a call, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. 
Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations. So it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. Their family serving your family now for 40 years. Of course I love my parents. I really do, but often felt angry with them because I was always screaming so they could hear me on the telephone. All that has changed thanks to the CapTel phone from Relay Indiana. We're so much better off because now my parents can read what I'm saying on the CapTel caption telephone. Our conversations are pleasant because through voice recognition technology, my words appear to them on an easy-to-read screen right on the telephone. Thanks, Relay Indiana. Learn more at RelayIndiana.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Beautiful, cool, crisp Saturday morning in the winter. Uh, February 26th, the date. Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net and myself, Jim Shovlin, are with you until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, suggestion, hey, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862, 46862. Maybe you've got a question about, oh, St. Francis Athletics. Well, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is none other than University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing, Jim? Uh, I'm, do- I'm doing well, uh, d- despite a, a unique exit from my uh, vehicle this morning in the parking lot. A, yeah, it's, it's icy out there. We'll just <laughs> say that. Yeah. Got out with my uh-huh. Yeti full of hot coffee, and you know Yetis, they keep hot coffee hot. And uh, first first step out of the truck, uh, all I saw was the lid from my Yeti going up in the air, the coffee following it, and then coming down on me. And then I came down, 
Uh, I still don't know what what's hurt yet, but uh, anyway, yeah, enough oh, about me. How are you? Uh, well, the, I did not slip this morning. I almost did yesterday in my driveway, so I almost had a story to share with you, but uh, managed to, to stay on my feet, and uh, and the, the ice is all gone, so it uh, should be a safe day in the in the driveway today. Yeah, there we go. That's that's one of the things that I, I try to do at home, you know, so nobody slips and falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm more upset about losing my coffee, but anyway, yeah, another yeah. story another yeah. day. But uh, let's talk about technology and let's talk about the brand new university of st francis athletics app yeah it's uh it's a a work in progress we've been working on it since probably i would say last um oh maybe september october uh, i got out with one of the the national naia partners called from now on uh, and they specialize in creating apps for you know, athletic departments uh, we're the first one in the Crossroads League that they got to work with, so I know they were excited about it. And uh, our guy Charlie Mager on our side has been the guy behind the scenes kind of uploading content and making sure everything is good. But, uh, yeah, after going through kind of what we've gone through the last couple of years um, with, you know, game cancellations and digital ticketing and then everything that we've had to deal with, this seemed like kind of the logical next step for us to be able to put something out there where a fan or a parent can download it turn on your notifications and you know if the schedule changes you get a text alert or if uh, you know a game's about to start you get that or if you want scores uh, sent to you we can do that um, it's, a, it's a really cool thing for us and hopefully it allows us to, to reach our fans uh, much more consistently much easier um, and give them a pretty cool little uh, little tool to follow the Cougars so uh, it's exciting uh, it's a, it was fun we got to launch it this week we're in the middle of a redesign with our website too because of a uh, switch between SID Help and Presto Sports, so we're still fine-tuning that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's out there in the App Store. You can go either to the Android uh, or iPhone. I don't know what the Android one is. I've had an iPhone forever, so I know I have the App Store. But you go in and just type in St. Francis, uh, and it'll pop right up, and you can download it and keep it on your phone. Yeah, I've got it on my phone. I mean, the, it's got a fan guide. It's got a uh, link for ticketing, news, uh, tailgating, and things like this throughout the fan guide. Uh, all the sports involved as well. And like you, just, you said, you know, the schedules and, and if you get the notifications, if anything changes. And, and that's something that's very, uh, uh, very helpful, especially with, with local collegiate athletics. If for weather reasons, especially in the springtime of the year, if uh, let's say a baseball or softball game gets canceled, postponed, changed, uh, venue uh, related or something, uh, it's it's hard to get that word out, you know. Unless you've got let's say Twitter or something like that. But then this goes even further. This this specializes in in everything you need to know if you're a Cougar fan, and uh, this is this is awesome. So. Uh, Congratulations yeah. to everybody. Like you involved. said, having it ready for the spring was big for us because you know there's cancellations coming up. We already had a, a venue change for our baseball game today, so that alert goes out. And uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's 2022. We got to be living in this space, and we got to be using all the resources we can to reach our fans. So this is the best one that we found. Indeed, and and talking about the baseball team, they're six and four now, and uh, you know, playing very competitive baseball. We talked about it as well last week, but then uh, the baseball team is doing that. The, the women's softball team of Ryan Bolin uh, starts out there 3-1 on the season. Now, it uh, looks like they've got uh, a, a little bit of a break in their schedule at, at this point, don't they? 
Yeah, softball's off for another week or two. Um, they're 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 taking a break, and they'll go down on spring break here in a couple weeks uh, to to play down in Florida, and then come back and get into the Crossroads League uh, heart of it. And then the, the baseball team is playing four against IU South Bend uh, this weekend. But uh, as we just referenced, it got moved to a field in West Virginia, uh, which you know baseball coaches are going to find anywhere they can to play, and there's a a field down there that's ready and, and good to go. So they were hustling yesterday trying to find a venue. They found one. Uh, so we're going to go play a couple doubleheaders down there with, with IU South Bend and hope to keep our bats hot and keep our pitching coming. Um, softball side, when Mackenzie Rust is on the mound, uh, we're a tough out. Um, she, she threw another complete game the other day against Trinity to get a win and then lost the doubleheader in the, the bottom of the seventh uh, in the second half of the game. So, yeah, sitting at 3-1 and one after taking two from Indiana Tech last weekend. So, uh, so far, so good with both teams. Uh, but we got a lot of, a lot of time left. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis. And, and Mike, as far as the men's and women's basketball teams are concerned, uh, didn't expect uh, the the outcomes in the first round uh, for either uh, uh, the men or uh, or the ladies teams, but uh, right now it's kind of a, a process of of sitting and waiting uh, to see what uh, what the uh, com- selection committee of the NAIA tournament may do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that our women's team gets in. They deserve it. Um, their their RPI, their strength of schedule, everything is is in the top. Oh, 40 or so in the NAIA. Um, obviously, with 64 teams making the field this year, um, I, I would hope that the third best team in the Crossroads League would make it. Uh, any other year, you wouldn't even have a doubt. But uh, this year was just been a little uh, quirky with some of the other conferences, and somehow the ratings have shaken out. Um, obviously, beating Grace at home on Tuesday may have locked us in, but uh, I'll tell you what, Grace is a is a good women's basketball team. I mean, they're big and they're long, and they can hit shots and. Uh, we, you know, beat them by a buzzer beater earlier in the season, so we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, and they, they came out on top, and then the men had Huntington, and Huntington's probably one of the hottest teams in the country right now. So, yeah, while it wasn't the uh, outcome we hoped for, uh, we didn't certainly did not go in expecting to just kind of get handed a victory in the first round of a Crossroads League tournament. So uh, the men will sit back, and, you know, right now it's kind of are we a, a low one seed or are we the highest two seed that's out there. So that's what we've got to see how some of these other conference tournaments shake out and where we end up. I mean, I, the men are obviously in the tournament. It's just a matter of, are they a one seed? Are they a two seed? And where will we go? Um, and then the women, we're just trying to hold our breath and hope that they do get in and we'll go anywhere that they send us to try to keep this season going. Now, Mike, as far as the the fans and those listening right now, let's say the news comes out that, that one or both teams are going to be postseason bound. How do you, in this case, follow and maybe stream uh, these tournament games? Yeah, it's all up to the host. So depending on where we go now, I believe part of the prerequisite for hosting an opening round is that you have to stream it. Uh, I do believe last year there was maybe one site that actually charged money uh, for people to watch, which I don't think went over very well with the fans. But uh, So if we go to, you know, they could, last year they sent us to Wichita, um, this year it could be anywhere from Southeastern down in Florida, who's going to be a host, or Faulkner down in Alabama. Uh, obviously we're not hosting, so they're going to send us somewhere, whether we're a one seed or a two seed. Uh, we were on the road as a one seed last year, so hoping that's what happens this year. But 
yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll pump all that information out as soon as we have it, but it's all up to the to the host site, and uh, they will have streaming abilities. So we just hope it's one of the ones that are free for all our fans to watch. Well, it should be an interesting time here, and uh, and yeah, it's been fun, and it just goes to show. And we've been talking about it. Well, I was going to say for 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 months, but for years. Life in the Crossroads League, especially in hoops, is <laughs> is not an easy road ever. It's it's a war. It's a battle every single night. You you take the court in uh, in either men's or women's basketball. Yeah, and and we you know we've as you and I have said you know fans don't have to go far to watch really high level basketball, and uh, we've given it to them. I mean, both games, even though we came up short, they were great games and uh, great performances by individual players and some local that people know. So. Uh, yeah, we we certainly love this time of year because we know we're battle tested and we know we play some of the best teams in the country uh, every single week uh, in our conference. So that's why we'll be we'll be uh, a team to be reckoned with no matter where we go. Uh, I mean, this is kind of our second season every year, and uh, Coach Lacrosse and Coach Ridge will will have their squads ready for wherever they want to send us and and try to keep this thing rolling. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. All right, that was Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. And uh, we will uh, go ahead and uh, let's step out, take another break, and then uh, come back and talk some Comet hockey. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. You're planning on remodeling your bathroom. You want something personal and unique, and you want only the best quality products, which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the Custom Craftsman of City Glass. But why stop there? Why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well? There's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the City Glass Craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom. Don't worry about special sizing. They can custom size your mirror just as they would your shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass, quality glass products, a cut of... ...in student loans for the rest of her life. It starts here. She needs a school with great resources, but some of these campuses are so big. The School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI has the resources of a big university on a campus with a hometown feel. It's a more affordable option with access to career paths in Indy's world-class healthcare and sports entertainment hospitality organizations. At those big schools, I'm worried she'll just be a number. Hey, it starts here. Hey, why not IUPUI? That's what I was thinking. Graduates in the nutrition and dietetics program are inspiring others to live well, manage their stress, improve athletic performance, and take control of their own health as registered dietitians. Plus, the new doctoral degree prepares future leaders and educators in aspects of public health and wellness. The School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI. It starts here. Learn more at shhs.iupui.edu. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, February 26th. A little Ram Jam there with uh, Black Betty. Damn, I am. Yeah. 
So uh, welcome back. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and Outside the Huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message if you would, please, especially if you got a hockey question regarding the Comets, uh, because on the Talk and Sports phone line presented by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union is Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning, sir. Good morning. I have a hockey question. What happened to the Comets last night? Well, they, they, it's, it's 500-plus miles out to Iowa, uh, Michael, and, and it that's a long bus trip. And, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> it sounds like we walked. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah, some of the uh, the, the quotes that I, I read in the paper and, and on social media this morning said that uh, I, I believe uh, I believe Coach Ben Boudreaux said they played like a group of individuals. Yeah, yeah. So I I wasn't there, so I you know I can't I can't comment. I can only. Uh, I can only say uh, what I was told, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a rough night. Um, Iowa in the last six weeks is like the third best team in the league, so they're not the same team they were earlier in the year. Um, they've gelled with a lot of good young players. Uh, they've been very very uh, patient, and as you can tell, they're kind of crawling up the standings too. So. Uh, you know, you got to put forth. Uh, you can't go into a building like that thinking, okay, this is a uh, uh, this is a team that's in their first season, their expansion, and this is going to be easy. It it almost sounds like we went in with that perspective last night. Yes, and as you, to your point, uh, the Heartlanders have leapfrogged Indy uh, out of the cellar of the Central Division of the Western Conference. So. Uh, you know, they are uh, playing some pretty good hockey. I remember uh, earlier in the season when they first came to town, uh, it was, you know, you didn't know what to expect with them. But No, uh, you didn't know what to expect. But even when they weren't playing well, they beat us a couple of times. So that is a mindset that is inside the players' heads. And, uh, you know, obviously that's not a good mindset. But uh, hopefully tonight will be a different story Uh you know, you don't win many games scoring only two goals, and uh, you're not going to win a lot of games uh, giving up four. So, you know, we just got to uh, score a little more and tighten things up defensively. Now, if I'm not mistaken, is there a bus trip heading out to Iowa tonight? Yeah, they were out there last night and tonight, a group of about uh, 50 Comet fans. And I know of a lot of Comet fans that were driving out there also. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's kind of a fun deal. The building is brand new in Iowa. The hotel is hooked into the building, so it's a very convenient situation. And uh, that was our first game in Iowa since 1974 when uh, the Des Moines Capitals played uh, in their last season in the old IHL. Yes, and we were talking about that uh, at, at the start of the show about the first time they've been out there since uh, playing the Capitals, and before that, the Des Moines Oak Leafs. And, yep. uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I've got some family members on that bus trip, so uh, that's, that's pretty cool. I remember back in the day all the uh, IHL bus trips to Muskegon, Port Huron, Toledo, Dayton, and, uh, and all the fun that uh, we would have doing that. And I remember I was going on those trips before I was old enough to drive 
So what sure. we what we would do, we get a group of guys together, make sure just the, at least one had their driver's license, because we would return back to Fort Wayne a little bit later in the evening, and uh, we wouldn't want to wake up the parents. We just uh, have the have the one kid that had his license to drive us home. So. But uh, it was it was always interesting, and it always made you appreciate the Coliseum more when you would go to some of these other venues. You know, O'Hara Arena, uh, well, the Detroit or the uh, Toledo Sports Arena, for that matter. You know, McMorrin Sports Arena in Port Huron, Elsie Walker in Muskegon. They were all okay, but it seemed like they were, I mean, compared to the Coliseum, old decrepit barns. And well, uh, they were they were <laughs> considered kind of dumpy buildings back in the day, and. Uh continued on to be kind of dumpy buildings uh, as time went on. And uh, um, that's one thing about this league now. For the most part, um, all of the buildings are state-of-the-art. Uh, this one in, in Iowa, uh, my brother was telling me, is just beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's it's a different time now. And uh, But it was great that a lot of the Comet fans got to go out there and hopefully uh, tonight uh, the team will put on a little better show for them. Well, you know, Michael, that that leads me to a, a, a question completely off off that topic. But well, as far as venues are concerned, is the appearance of a venue is that enough to make a casual fan come out and become a? You know, we've got Parkview Field in downtown Fort Wayne, and Parkview Field is beautiful. It's state of the art for baseball, and people come because it's Parkview Field. And oh, by the way, hey, there's a baseball game. Let's watch that too. You know, right. how much how much impact does a venue have on, let's say, attendance? Well, I think uh, you know that you and I have seen this over the years. Uh, the amenities at the Coliseum versus when we were kids, uh, you know, are, are quite different today. Uh, it's a more pleasant experience. Um, uh, I think families, especially, uh, are more cognizant of of bringing their their children and the condition of the bathrooms, for instance, and mm-hmm. accessibility to the bathrooms. I think all that stuff is very very important and. Uh, you know, it, it, I think the mentality of, of any of us is that uh, the nicer something is, probably the more uh, frequent we're going to return to it, whether it be a hockey game, a restaurant, uh, whatever it might be. But I think it's very, very important. Uh, uh, I think it's helped our attendance over the years. And, uh, you know, look at Toledo. Toledo played in that sports arena, which was a god-awful building. And they would draw 3,000 people a game. Well, the, the same amount of people are in Toledo for the most part today as there were 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now Toledo averages 7,500 a game in their Huntington Center. So, and, and it's a beautiful building. So I think it, may, it has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I do too. And and it's uh, it's it just one of those things. Once again, you know. It, if you're not at the NHL level or the NBA or MLB level, there has to be more than just the game. And uh, well, there does, and 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 like you said, uh, uh, like with the tin caps, uh, you know, the stadium is uh, probably one of the most beautiful stadiums in in, in all of minor league baseball, and you want to go to something like that. And sometimes, for some people. The actual event is secondary, as you mentioned earlier, and uh, you know it's about going and 
and uh, and having friends or family with you and you know enjoying uh, something to eat or drink and uh, you know conversation whatever uh, you know it's kind of a night out type of deal and uh, I, th- I think it has a lot to do with it and uh, the nicer the facility I think the the more uh, opportunity you're going to get to get more people to come. Indeed. Well, Michael, what do we have coming up uh, once the Comets return home? Well, we come home uh, Wednesday and Saturday, and in between then, we have a big game over in Toledo. Uh, You know, we have not played well against Toledo the last two or three times. Uh, I think we have to, as we get closer to the playoffs, uh, uh, have a statement game, and I think that needs to be next Friday night uh, over in Toledo. Uh, but, uh, you know, Wednesday night we come back and uh, a tough night to draw people. And uh, and then next Saturday, uh, you know, we'll have a big crowd in next Saturday. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we got to start winning, um, you know, two out of three for a while. And we got to go two and one. And, uh, and then maybe over a 10-game period of time, you know, you go six, three, and one or something like that. We have to start doing that so that we can maintain our place. You want to you wanna end up in second place minimum in the regular season so you have home ice advantage in the first round. Uh, it appears Toledo is going to run away with first place, so uh, you got to get in that second spot so you get that extra game. And uh, that, that can be the difference between uh, being eliminated in the first round or going on to the second round. Well, yeah, and in the Central Division alone, uh, yeah, as you said, Toledo's running away with it, but only 10 points separate Wheeling in second place from Indy in last place. And That's so right. you know, yeah. anything it, can happen. Yeah, if we go into a bad spell, we could uh, knock ourselves out of the playoff position, and uh, that's why you got to start being consistent. And uh, things that happened last night and a week ago last night against Toledo here in Fort Wayne, you know, you can't have that. I mean, if you – you step back in time and look over the last four games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and last night, two of the four games we, we didn't show up to play, and that's not a good thing. Indeed. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. All right. Thanks, Jim. All right. That was Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comets chat. And uh, hey, well, we're going to go ahead and step out, take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking some, I think the guy says it, Mad Ants, basketball, something like that. I, I can't do it like he does. But anyway, I try. But we'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The 2022 NTT IndyCar Series kicks off on the streets of St. Petersburg. Cole Verda going to Blacks on this second stint. Good stop for him. He's already down it away. This young man is just phenomenal. Dominant day for young Colton Herta. He wins the Firestone. So awesome to be back in St. Pete. Listen to the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Live this Sunday on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. And paid for by Anthem Tax Services. Attention. If you or your business is behind in filing your tax returns, or if you owe over $10,000 in back taxes to the IRS, please listen carefully. The IRS does not joke around and will not stop their collection efforts. If you're tired of the IRS letters, levies, liens, or wage garnishments and would like to get a fresh start, we can help. Due to the financial hardships in the country, 
The IRS is making it easier than ever to settle tax problems for those who owe more than $10,000. We can help settle your delinquent tax problems, end all collections, and may even reduce your back taxes by up to 99%. Even if you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you can still get the help you need. We've helped thousands of taxpayers just like you, but you must call 800-852-3467 today to stop your tax problem from getting worse. The information is free and the help is real. Call 800-852-3467. That's 800-852-3467. Again, 800-852-3467. Shield Exteriors, home of the True Lifetime Warranty, wants to warm up your winner with $5,000 cash. The last day to get in to win is February 28th. Text SHIELD to 46862 to register now. Shield Exteriors Roofing, protecting what matters most. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and Outside the Huddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts. At the top of the hour at 10 o'clock, it's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862, 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And uh, if we like the text, hey, we might put it on the air. Who knows? Uh, got a text that came in from our, our buddy Ryan Dellinger. says the Indiana Tech men's volleyball team is the only undefeated NAIA team left uh, in the country. So, uh, and, and speaking of Tech, that women's basketball team, Jesse Biggs, my goodness. They're heading into the championship of the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference Tournament at the Schaefer Center on Tuesday. Uh, good for them. And, uh, you know, Indiana Tech, my gosh, uh, you, you talk about their uh, athletics programs and their hockey, uh, lacrosse. They've got it. They've got it all. Their track and field wrestling. I mean, everything is is just just superior to uh, to so many other schools in, in the conferences and uh, in around. But. Um, you know, we'll have to get some of the coaches back on here from uh, from Indiana Tech and talk with them and see just, you know, what it takes. And that facility out on Tillman Road as well for track and field and softball is uh, is beautiful. If you haven't seen it, uh, do yourself a favor. Head on out there and take a look. Once again, 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. And just six days from now, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants return home to the Memorial Coliseum to start an eight-game, 21-day uh, part of the schedule where you, there will be no shortness of uh, having Mad Ants basketball available to you. And on the Talk and Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Mad Ants Media Relations Manager Dan Vance. Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jim. How's your tooth? Great. Okay. Not exist anymore, but that's the, right. Well, where the tooth was is, is fantastic. You know, I, I was telling I was telling Justin before uh, we came on the air. I said, you know, I said we're going to be talking to Dan. I said he's going to have one less tooth than when we talked to him last week. It's true, but, but one more screw. And <laughs> anyway, well, but I digress, and and you probably smack me when you see me Monday, but. Uh, <laughs> So what you do every day anyway, right? So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, is, yeah. that is my main goal when I get to the office every day. It is fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I, something for you to look forward to. But let's talk some Mad Ants basketball. And, and okay, as as I just alluded to, coming back home in six days, but there there's still some, some road work to do. But there's a quick turnaround here. 
Yeah, and it's been a quick turnaround <laughs> here the last week or so. You know, the team played on Wednesday in Cleveland, uh, got up Thursday morning because uh, the league rule that says you can't travel on a game day uh, post-game. So got up Thursday morning, flew to Delaware, uh, played in Delaware on Thursday, got up yesterday, flew to Lakeland, Florida, where we'll play the Lakeland Magic tomorrow uh, for a 3 o'clock tip. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a tough uh, stretch with games not close to each other. Quick turnaround to play those three games so quickly against uh, some some really solid teams, especially in Delaware, a team that we've struggled against all year. So to have to play them uh, with you know a day on a travel day, essentially, you know, traveled earlier in the day than play them at night. Uh, it's it's been a quick uh, quick turnaround for them getting back from the All Star break. You know, it's funny because in the past we used to say, let's say, uh, talking about. The Delaware Bluecoats, it's, it's like, man, they're almost like an NBA team. But anymore, there's almost every G League team is like an NBA team just with level of talent. You know, I mean, you talk about the, the Bluecoats, it you know, starts with Paul Reed. I mean, just uh, just guys that, that, are, that have been there, that have done that. The Mad Ants with, with Justin Anderson and his 232 NBA games. And, and he's not on the decline either. He is still working his tail off to try to get the attention of the NBA. Yeah, you know, luckily we didn't run into Paul Reed this most recent trip to Delaware as we have all season, but they had Jaden Springer uh, was sent down earlier in the day from the 76ers. Charles Bassey was sent down earlier in the day. Uh, you have Miles Powell, who's a two-way for them. Charlie Brown, who has spent a lot of time in the NBA this season. So, uh, yeah, when you run into these teams, there's no shortage of guys with NBA experience around the entire G League this year. It's definitely made uh, things challenging. Uh, as you, you try to navigate, especially in that situation, you know, the, the team got on the, the plane from Cleveland to fly to Delaware uh, with zero idea that Jaden Springer and Charles Bassey were going to be with Delaware later that night. So it makes it difficult to uh, prepare a lot of times. Well, and, and this is something uh, that, that's difficult for you as media relations. You have to monitor, you have to know your upcoming opponent's roster, any immediate roster changes, and you have to convey that not only to the fans, but first, you have to convey that to the team. So, because in their preparations, they need to know what's going on, and uh, and that's just one of your roles. Yeah, it's been, it's been ever-changing. You know, we ran into that situation before All-Star break with Motor City. They had... Uh, some inactives earlier in the day when I talked to their PR guy, Dylan Daniel, up there. And then uh, 6 o'clock rolls around an hour before a game, and suddenly one guy's in the lineup that wasn't going to be in the lineup. One guy who was supposed to be in the lineup is sitting out. So it, it definitely keeps me on my toes, keeps Coach Tom Hankins on his toes, and, and General Manager Chris Taylor. Everybody's got to constantly be uh, working and monitoring uh, that because, as we've seen with the Mad Ants, at the drop of a hat, things could change. Well, and as far as... The Mad Ants coming home to Memorial Coliseum for this eight-game, 21-day stretch. It actually it couldn't come at a better time just for the fact that the Mad Ants are still in pursuit of one of those coveted playoff spots. Yeah, we're actually sitting two games out of um, sixth place in the last spot in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, your, your top five teams are only separated by two-and-a-half games. Uh, and then you go back another two games to the sixth place. But, you know, really in the mix and uh, a schedule coming up that can allow us to make a run very quickly. You look at what we're playing against Lakeland uh, at Lakeland tomorrow. They come or turn around and come to us next Friday. So you're looking at a team that's the second to last place team in the Eastern Conference right now. 
Um, then you have games against the Windy City Bulls, uh, two games against them. They're a team that uh, we're actually tied with at 8-11 and 11 right now, so they're, they're right there as well in the thick of things, tied for ninth place in the Eastern Conference. So games we need to win. Then you get uh, another game against the Charge uh, at the Coliseum, and they're a team that sits last place in the Eastern Conference. And then a game uh, against Greensboro, who's a team who's one of the bottom three teams in the Eastern Conference. So very winnable games, important games uh, for this team to be able to turn around that tough, you know, tough turnaround, tough schedule. Luckily, they're going to be in one place for most of it uh, in Fort Wayne. So that's definitely helping down the stretch, but very much in the thick of the race to get into that top six in the Eastern Conference. We're talking this morning with Dan Vance, media relations manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants in our weekly Mad Ants chat. And Dan, uh, a couple of players uh, th- that have been uh, uh, recently shut down for the rest of the season, Benny Boatwright, uh, who's, who's had some injury issues uh, this season, but then Stephen Domingo uh, sustained an injury to his lower leg, and uh, he's been shut down as well. So now there are a couple of players uh, who've been brought in that now have to get up to speed and into the mix and, and have already started, for that matter, uh, in Pedro Bradshaw and Alex Robinson. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate we were we were hoping to have Benny back for the run in March. Went down with a knee injury in January after one of our home games against Raptors 905 and uh, just wasn't going to be able to make it back. So Benny's been shut down for the year. But uh, Steven suffering the Achilles injury uh, in Detroit right before All-Star break. And so two guys who have been a huge part of this team, uh, you know, not only in the Showcase Cup, which is where we saw Benny mostly, uh, but in this regular season, you know, Steven Domingo was really starting to hit a stride. Uh, and really things were really clicking for him the best they had all season. Uh, so you hate to see that. So, yeah, it's, you know, Coach Hankins has had to do this all year where you, you have a turnaround um, and you have to basically instead of teaching at the beginning of the year and then building on that, you're constantly teaching. Um, and so it, it's been interesting, but we have a great, great group of guys that has been able to adapt and you look at Justin Anderson and Nate Hinton, Gabe York and Will Voorhees. They're the only four guys that we have today uh, or tomorrow that will play in Lakeland that were here at the beginning of the season. Uh, meanwhile, we've, you know, had 25 different guys in uniform for us this year playing in a game. So it's a constant adaption uh, that they're making the best of and, and kudos to Pedro and Alex uh, for coming in and making the adjustments too. these are two guys that have kind of been band-aids. Uh, for teams around the league this year and have come in and and played important roles everywhere they've been. Um, You know, Pedro came in on Wednesday, zero practices with the team, just met everybody in Delaware and had to play. And then you turn around the next day, Alex joins the team. I'm sorry, Pedro was in Cleveland. Alex joins the team in Delaware, never meeting anybody except for Pedro because they started the year together in Salt Lake City. and, And they both have to play again on Thursday. So zero practices, not much time to get acquainted with your teammates but like i said we have a great group of guys that has made the best of it all year and and they've adapted well and once again dan uh talk about the first few games in fort wayne that people can uh come out and see this this exciting basketball team play and by the way uh tickets are going fast there's a lot of groups coming out and uh get your tickets earlier rather than later but uh what are the games coming up well, I mean, the main thing is we talk about the eight games in 21 days, but really you're looking at four games in eight days to start the month. You know, March 4th, uh, this coming Friday, back against the Lakeland Magic, the defending league champions, a team that we'll have just played, obviously, there. 
um, Faith and Family Night, a big night out at the Coliseum to, to get back to the Coliseum for the first time since January. Turn around two days later, have Windy City there on Sunday, March 6th at a 5 o'clock tip. Uh, turn around two days later, Windy City again um, on a Tuesday night game. That's one of those games that got rescheduled. Uh, from games we lost in early January when the league was on hiatus. So we haven't had a lot of chance at weeknight games, so it's a great chance to get out on a weeknight uh, and see the team play. Then, it, you know, the team doesn't get a break. We get a break in Fort Wayne because they go to Greensboro two days later. But then on March 12th, they're right back uh, against the Cleveland Charge at the Coliseum. So, you know, the team is playing five games in eight days. We're going to see them at the Coliseum four times in that eight-day stretch. So a lot of basketball coming up for them and a lot of great nights at the Coliseum uh, to, to enjoy some Mad Ants basketball. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'll see you Monday when uh, you come in and hit me. Yep, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, talk to you soon. All right, that was Dan Vance, Media Relations Manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, our weekly Mad Ants chat. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun in the month of March uh, out there. And speaking of the month of March... Mr. Justin Kenny, yes, we had a text that came in that says, "Why haven't we been talking Don's basketball? You know they're winners of eight straight." Coach John Kaufman has this team playing tenacious defense and just flat out beating everybody in their path. Doing very well. Have their final game of the regular season this weekend against Detroit, and at the very least, the Mastodons are assured of a top four seed in the Horizon League tournament, and they will play Thursday night at the Coliseum at 7 o'clock in the quarterfinals, the semifinals and finals down at the, what is it, the Indiana Farmers Coliseum? Yeah. Used to be um, the Pepsi Coliseum. Used to be the Pepsi Coliseum or Fairgrounds, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, semifinals and finals will be, um, I think, Monday and Wednesday the following week. But, um, yeah, Mastodon's playing great basketball, and when you talk about their chances for making the tournament, the fact that they don't have to go to the Dakotas and play that tournament that was in the Summit League, uh, hugely advantageous. Instead of having to go out there in a crowd of nine, ten thousand, 10,000, they get to go down to Indianapolis and compete. Yes, yeah. Having a postseason game in your home state yes, as opposed to the Dakotas. <laughs> yeah. And it is just, you know, how crucial was this uh, for that decision for PFW to join the Horizon League where, you know, uh, the Horizon League has made a history of having very competitive basketball. And, and we've often, we, even in the Summit League, we're looking at the Horizon going, man, boy, it'd be great to be in that league. Right. Hey, well, here we are. Yeah. And it's paying off now. And I, I think, too, that hopefully the community is going to take notice of this team. John Kaufman's been here, and, and I'm sure that he's probably, and I'm just speaking my own mind here, he's probably had the opportunity to take off and go elsewhere several times. He sure. stayed here, and, and he's building something, and he has built something that is very special in this uh, basketball program. And, uh, you know, you got to look no farther than John Conchar. Uh, and in what he's doing in the NBA right now. And he was the guy that was playing at the Gage Center and over at the Coliseum wearing uh, wearing the, the Mastodon's jersey uh, for, for four seasons. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that, hey, let's uh, let's take a look. Let's pay attention to these teams. Let's pay attention to the, the Mastodon's. Let's pay attention to the Mad Ants. These guys are good basketball players, and if this community is as basketball crazy as they say they are, come on out. Take a right. look. 
Take yeah. a look. You don't have to leave town, just like we were talking with Mike McCaffrey. You don't have to leave town to see great basketball and competitive basketball like you see, let's say, in the Crossroads League or, as we talked to Indiana Tech, their records, men and women, my gosh, their records are just so gaudy right now. It's a lot going on in this community, so uh, come out and support it. Absolutely. Get on out, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks with the Mastodons, and hope for the best for, for St. Francis and Indiana Tech, and, you know, Mad Ants around all month in March. It's going to be nice. Should be nice, yes. Oh, many thanks to Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, for joining us. Also, uh, Michael Franke, President of the Fort Wayne Comets. As the K's, don't forget they're out in Iowa again tonight on 1190 WoWo. Fort Wayne Spacemen in action wearing Mad Ants jerseys tonight out at the uh, Sport One Ice House. Uh, I'm going to head out there and watch uh, old buddy Kaylee Schrock uh, put his Spacemen through the paces and, uh, and see how they look in those... Uh, Podcasts by Federated Media.